Let's talk about how to scale your boutique. Yeah? Okay, if you're a boutique owner, stay here. I am going to teach you my tips, tricks, all that jazz to going from like 5 to 10K months all the way... Like, I want you to double. I want you to get to 20, 30, 40, 50, 60K months. I'm going to show you how to do it. It doesn't require more social media necessarily, but it does require some understanding about how retail works and what an assortment review is and how to do it. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Okay, if we haven't met yet, hi, I'm Emily Benson. I am a boutique consultant, retail consultant, and I help boutique and retail businesses grow from 5K months, 3K months, all the way up to multi six-figure months, million-dollar months. You're in the right place. I have my own business called The Fashion Truck at one point where I drove a truck around Boston selling clothes out of the back of it. Yes, I know. It was a six-figure business and it worked. Why did it work though? Well, it worked because I didn't have a lot of space. This is one of the keys to, I think, the problems that happen among so many boutique owners is you just have so much space. You're like, I have a whole big store. I have a whole big room. I have a whole guest room. I mean, that's fine, but it allows you to overbuy. And overbuying is one of the quickest ways to not scale your business, to become very much unprofitable, and to always be struggling to make the revenue that you want. So first and foremost, the conversation around assortment has to come from the fact that we don't want to overbuy. So if you are making... Let's take an example. Let's say that you are selling $5,000 a month at retail. Now, doesn't mean that you should go out and spend that $5,000 to replace all that inventory. No. (laughs) What it means is that half to a third of that total could be brought in with new arrivals. Now, when we say new arrivals, we mean you don't have to start from scratch. You could also use sister cousin thing. If something is really working in your store, you could bring something back in another color and another print and another material. So before you go and invest that, you know, half. So again, you made $5,000. Let's say a good estimate here would be to spend around $1,700 to $2,500 on new inventory. And that's a wholesale cost, okay? So again, you're still keeping half that money, two-thirds of that money in your bank account so that you can pay for other things. This is why people end up with no cash. This is why people go out of business. They say, I made $5,000. I'm going to spend $5,000 to put it back into the business. Why? You don't, it doesn't need to be back in the business. You need to stay in business. Okay. This is the deal. If you make $5,000 a month in your boutique business, you should only be spending mm, like maximum two to $2,500 on new inventory for that next month. Now that doesn't take into account what you already have in stock, what you may have already overbought. So there's a lot more that comes into play here. Now, as you start to grow and scale, you have to start to get comfortable with your assortment, understanding what is truly working and what is not. So when I say that, I mean working from a couple different perspectives. One, is it selling? Two, is it actually making you money? Is it actually making a profit? And three, where are you spending money on things that aren't selling? That's where not to expand your assortment. If you were on a Zoom call with me and you said, Emily, 
I want to scale my boutique business. I would say, okay, well, the first thing we need to look at is your sales. What's selling well and what's not selling well? Based on that, we would look at a couple different factors. One big thing would be your average retail price. Now, your average retail price can be found by taking your total sales revenue and dividing it by the amount of units you sold. So if you sold $100 worth of inventory, $100 was your monthly revenue, and that was 20 units, then your average retail price is $5. 5 times 20 is 100, right? Right. Okay. $5 like there's room to grow there. (laughs) Okay. That's just an example. So let's look at that average price point. Let's look at where that sweet spot is of everything that you're selling. Okay. That's from your sales. It's not from like the inventory you have in the back that you haven't sold. It's based on current sales. When we know what your average retail price is, then we can make adjustments. So I'm going to give you two examples of people who like boutiques, if they came to me, retail stores, if they came to me, what I would say to them. Okay. So first example is going to be a boutique whose average retail price is between $30 and $40. So let's just put it at $38. So everything that they're selling out the door, the average retail price that they're selling it for is $38. Okay. The first thing in my head would be like, whoa, that's so low. Fine. You're giving TikTok discounts, whatever. I don't care. My challenge to that person would be to add some higher price items smartly. Okay. So where would they add those higher price items? Only in departments that were high sellers. So let's say a store sells dresses really, really, really well. I would say to that person, listen, you sell dresses. They're your biggest department. Your average retail is $38. So that means a lot of your dresses are probably $38. What if you brought some more dresses in at $58, at $68? Maybe you went crazy and brought something in at $98. That said, those higher price items need to be like knock them out of the park good. Like they need to be so beautiful, stunning pieces so that you can actually like get that price, right? We still want to have a good association between the cost and the value of the item. Now, value of items has been so diminished over the years because people are loving to give lots of discounts and have affordable pricing, which is fine. But like, I just don't think it's going to work for much longer. I think you're competing with too many other people. So I'm on a tangent. I'm going to come back. Now, let's say we looked at your average retail price and it was on the higher side. So I'm going to say as high as like $150, okay? I know there's some of you out there who your average retail is $300, $400, $500. Give me a little wiggle room here, okay? Now, if your average retail price is somewhere around $150, $200, what I'm going to say to you is you need to add something at a lower price. And you'll say, what? You're going to devalue my brand? No. What I'm going to do is look to companies like Gucci and the big guys to say, how did they get new customers? How did they allow people to be accessible to their brand? Their belts, their small leather goods, their wallets. I've seen a bunch of TikTok videos where people are coming out of stores and the interviewer says, hey, what did you get? What did you get? They're from Gucci, Louis Vuitton, like all these places. And Almost every person whips out something that's under $1,000. Many whip out something that's under $500. Now, let's take that concept where at a Gucci, their average retail 
must be somewhere in the 2000s, $3,000. Like I would say between bags, which probably are their biggest department. I don't know. I've never worked for Gucci, but I would guess that handbags are what lead the company. And then clothing and shoes, well, shoes are probably high up too, but shoes are under $1,000. So if you even notice with some of their most popular bags, what they've done is they've added lower price bags that are in the same line. So they say, okay, the signature bag for this style is $2,200. That's the like, that's the mainstay sweet spot. We're going to make really beautiful, like different fabrics, whatever on the higher end. So we're going to go up to $5,000 on this. We're also going to make mini versions of it. Maybe it's in a cheaper material. Maybe it doesn't have as much hardware on it. It's not worth as much as that $2,200 piece, but they're making things that are cheaper. Again, the belt is such a good example. It's made out of the same leather and it's the same idea as bags, but it allows you to be accessible to people who that are new. So I call this the Gucci belt principle. The Gucci belt principle is that if you have a higher end brand, adding something that's a lower price, that's more accessible to a new customer, someone who's just trying you out or someone who just really can't afford what you sell, you're giving them a piece of the pie. You're giving them something to love on of your brand because really brand is everything. And when people are bought into your brand and bought into what you're selling and the lifestyle that you're selling, they just want anything. They want a piece of it. And there's a lot of brands. We've seen this again on TikTok that are now only at $400, only at $300, only at $500. Like everything has sort of gone both ways. Everything's either over 200 or it's under 50. Like where's the middle ground? This is where that Gucci belt principle comes in. So if you have a business, a retail store, a boutique, where you're selling things for a hundred to 200 to $400, I really urge you to consider adding some things that are really special, really cool, really branded, but maybe aren't as tricked out as the more expensive things in this under $100 price point. Now, no one said you have to go under 50. I would love you to honestly stay between 60 and 100 if you can, 70 and 100 if you can. But you make it a little bit more accessible to people. They get to wear your brand. They get to like be a part of the mystique. You get to still make money. And honestly, what I've seen over and over is more people add dollars. They add upside money to their business by offering either of these, either higher price goods because their things are lower priced or lower price goods because their things are higher priced. You have room to expand just within the categories that you already have. So the biggest mistake I see when people try to scale their boutique and retail businesses is that they expand the wrong way. They expand across categories instead of expanding across a couple of departments. So they might have a women's store and they say, oh, we're going to add kids stuff. We're going to add men's stuff. We're going to add gifts. We're going to add home. We're going to be everything. We're going to be a lifestyle store. That's really hard to do, especially nowadays. Like there just aren't a lot of people. And again, prove me wrong. Tell me in the comments, like if you're in a different situation, but I find that people want to come in, they want to know what they're getting. They want to have a curated assortment and they want to leave after they buy something. You might be in a community or in an area that can support more of like a lifestyle store, but that's just not everywhere. And I don't know how much longer that's going to last. It feels like people are going the way of niche stores, niche experiences, really being curated to one particular person. So the mistake often happens with a, you know, very solid women's boutique that they say, we're going to add kids stuff now. 
why? You don't need to. Like, you really don't. And I think that's what so many people think. Like, if you want to have a kid's store, go open another kid's store. Like, open it separately. Okay? And it can be next door. Maybe you start small. But the logical answer to trying to scale your business is not to add department, like, not to add categories, genders, gifts, whatever. The logical answer is to expand on what's working. So again, let's go back to the dress example. If you're selling a ton of dresses, what we would do is we would drill down into those dresses. We would look at what's selling best, casual dresses, work dresses, fancy dresses, shower dresses. I don't know. What are the different departments in there and what's selling best there? That's where you expand. You expand on what's working. You don't try to go and do something new that you don't know much about. You don't try to add like gifts and more decor, like all these other things. You stick to what you know works and you give your people more of what works. And part of doing that is this idea of adding higher price or lower price items. So I really hope this helps you understand how I love to help boutique and retail companies scale. That really is a passion of mine because there's so many people and honestly, anyone these days can start a retail business or a boutique but not everyone can scale and maintain them and stay profitable. So if that's your deal and you're ready for it, stay here with me. Here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.